Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Kaleidoscope. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Forstner. Here at The Kaleidoscope, we talk about all diseases that deal with the gut, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, or any IBS disease. So tune in today when we talk more about our gut. There are a lot of highs and lows when it comes to ulcerative colitis. These are some things I didn't realize when I was first diagnosed with the disease. I was told about all the common symptoms, the bloating, the fatigue, going to the bathroom, but I never really realized how much it would weigh on my health. The fact that I was going to the bathroom so many times a day and having blood loss in my stool just super fatigued me out. By noon o'clock, I maybe have gone to the bathroom about four or five times in that day, and guess what? I would have been going to the bathroom even more later that day. So by 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, I had no energy at all to do anything. I remember my wife just looking at me, wondering if I was okay, and I didn't really have a response to her besides, yeah, I'm fine. And it was heartbreaking realizing that I had no energy to even want to get up to move around. She even asked me one day, let's just go outside, let's just get some fresh air. I didn't even have enough energy to go outside. That's how weak I was from all this disease, from not go, or from going to the bathroom so many times to just not having any energy. I remember my animals just wanting to love me as well too, and then just getting so warm that I just had to push them aside too. And frankly, that was probably one of the lowest points with ulcerative colitis. Luckily, today though, I'm doing so much better. Again, it's been through trial and error though, because there are things that I try with food-wise to see if it helps me out, realizing it may not help out. Exercises, getting plenty of sleep, drinking plenty of water, all those things definitely add up. But again, each and every person is always different when it comes to your ulcerative colitis disease. You may think that one food item may be the beneficial factor for you, when lo and behold, it actually could be an inflammatory food for you. All these things, though, make a difference, though is that you need to be watching what you're doing. Keep tracking of things. So whether you have a food diary, that way you can actually see what foods are affecting you or even helping you feel better. So by writing those things down, you can look back two days ago and see, oh, I ate such and such. Now I realize why I'm feeling so sick. I'd like to take a side note from that because I don't think some people realize is that food that you eat doesn't affect you right off the bat. I mean, you may get some gut pain. That's not uncommon if it's really bad for you. But typically, it's going to take about 24 to 48 hours for your body to digest your food. So think about that. If you ate something on, say, Wednesday, and now it's Friday, and you're feeling crummy, you might start wondering, oh, what did I eat? If you hadn't written it down, it's going to be a lot more difficult to pinpoint exactly what you may have eaten. So the fact that when you're writing things down, you're able to then actually compare to why you're feeling good or why you're feeling bad. It's also a good way to know if you are getting enough calories, nutrients, and water throughout your day. Um, That was one thing I realized I was not doing and I still struggle to this day is getting a lot of water. So some days I'll get about two, three glasses of water, which again, it's not enough but it's more than what most people get. And there'll be other days where I'm drinking about 80 ounces of water. So again, that's a big thing as well when it comes just to tracking. The other thing with tracking too is with exercise, see what feels good. So whether you go for a run in the next couple days, you feel fantastic. Maybe running is the best thing for you right now. 
Or maybe you go running in the next five, six days, you're super fatigued and barely have any energy. Maybe you need to take it down a few miles or maybe just not run at all for a while. Or same with weightlifting or doing other cardio workouts. Again, you have to track these things to know exactly what is helping you and what is not helping you. So that is my two cents today on ulcerative colitis. I know we kind of went on a tangent today about all the things about ulcerative colitis, kind of talking about the highs and lows. But the big thing I want you to take away is definitely tracking. So tracking your food again, tracking your workouts, tracking your sleep, tracking your water intake, all those things just make it so much easier for you to realize what is going on with your health. That's a wrap for our today's episode. Tune in each and every week when we talk about ulcerative colitis and other IBS diseases. Make sure to like our podcast, share it, um, give us a five-star rating if you enjoy what we talk about. We are in infant stages, so again, I want to mention that each podcast, we're going to make a small donation from the profits that we make and actually submit that to the ulcerative colitis Crohn's Foundation. So again, each podcast actually has benefits to help more research. So again, like the Facebook page, like this podcast and share it with your friends. The information provided is more for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare provider. This information is not to be used or relied on for any diagnostic or treatment purposes. You should not use this information for diagnosis or treatment of any health problem or as a substitute for medication or other treatments prescribed by your physician. Please consult your healthcare practitioner before embarking on a diet, fast, exercise, or supplement program. Thank you.